Hello, welcome to the Pint Patter Podcast, where our patter is pish, but our pints aren't. To introduce ourselves, I am Caden, and I am joined by my co-host, Dino. Hi, hello, welcome back in the new year 2021, uh, episode 21 as well, so let's yes. sock, them, sock them together. So, end 2020 with episode 20 and start 2020 off with 21. That's how you do it. We totally uh, didn't plan that, and I'm actually being serious. Aye. It wasn't until we uh, went to record this that we were like, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> but um, aye, thankfully 2020 is gone. Um, we had uh, we had a fairly decent New Year's, considering um, mm-hmm. the lockdown and whatnot. Yeah, we, we did it like online with quite a few of us. There was at least 15 of oh. us at one point. I think there's quite a lot. Um, maybe drank a bit too much. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that night was good. I think we played uh, some Among Us and Jackbox, a few, a few of those party games, um, and it was all good. It was fine, and then yeah. it was like after the bells. Shortly after the bells, that's when it took a fucking sour turn. We were all just extremely drunk. There was just six. There was just six or five of us at one point of like completely different uh-huh. friend groups, just talking absolute shite. I think there was a time that I was just so drunk after finishing off my bottle of uh, what? Oh yeah, vodka. After finishing off the bottle of vodka, I was just like staring at the screen and had no clue what the fuck we're doing. I I, I think I tried to set up draw dot io to play mm-hmm. it, and it just would not work for me. I can't yeah. even mind we did play it. I don't think. Wait, I can't remember. My my mind's. It was a, it was uh, pretty. <laughs> it's pretty fucking grim at that point. Oh man! Oh, we survived. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we actually survived twenty twenty. Um, wasn't the best years. Pretty much everyone knows, but uh, there there was some good stuff from it. Yeah. Um, especially music. For me, anyway. Okay. Um. So, ah, you have, uh, have you got a favorite album? Twenty twenty. I do, and it's a fairly obvious one, and it's probably the only <laughs> actually new album that I, I I listen to, and it's the Song Machine album. If is is, is it called the Song Machine album? I, uh, I think it's Song Machine like season one or yeah, something like that. Well, basically, there was a ton of songs that came out for it, and oh, it, was just, it was a lovely album because we were, for a lot of the main videos, I think there like six or so songs came out before they released the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. In like a lot, of, a lot of them in video form, and um, they were bangers. And then the rest of the songs came out as well, and I quite enjoyed a lot of them. They they definitely felt like very gorillas, like especially yeah. modern gorillas, and. Uh, there's so many to cherry pick what I liked. Like, one that I didn't expect to suddenly like and catch on was the. Oh. Is it actually called Pac Man? Um, I think. Is it called Pac Man or is that who features in it? So, well, it's the song they play Pac Man in, and the tune just goes. It's very like. It is called Pac Man, actually. Because uh, it's very like. Uh, Gamey, it's like it feels like a retro game tune, but they've it doesn't 
Yeah, it obviously does not got like the bit sound to it, like the thirty-two bit sounding. Ah, it's not gone all the way. Yeah. And um, I I unexpectedly really liked that, but I, like I I liked a lot of them. Like uh, Desolée was a really good one. I know oh. you really like Desolée. Um. There's others like oh, Pink Phantoms, a really good one featuring uh. Elton John, that was a really good one. Yes. Yes. Very unexpected. The whole thing. Um, it, it just it goes nicely. Oh, yeah. Um, mind. We actually sort of had like a listening party for um, all the yeah the tunes once it properly dropped. Oh, I think one we both especially liked was uh, Strange Times. And that's the, the music video for that one is essentially just them going to the fucking moon. That's some mad lad is singing about some oh, fucking that. shit, man. Um, <laughs> I think one of my personal favourites in the I love that one. Punk, you might have reference to that music video. Hmm? Uh, oh, there's a bit of lag. Aye. Um, they might have references in that music video for a strange time. Oh, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, Odyssey. Yeah, but I think the song that might actually take the cake of all the songs that are released in the Song Machine, and it's one that you're not particularly a fan of, but uh, it's punk, and I'm not super into punk, but I really like this one. It's called Momentary Bliss, and it's just got oh, yeah. sort of an ecstatic feeling every time I listen to it. But yeah, that that the whole Song Machine is great. The No No was great. It's definitely been upside since Humans, which was a bit of a a weird buffer main album. But yeah, the Song Machine was a really, really good album to have listened to, and it was nice how it was coming out like uh, week by week at a time. And I'm glad to see that we'll be doing a season two of it because they marked it season one. Yeah, um, it's interesting to see what they they want to do from here on. I did notice um, uh, a lot of the videos they did. Obviously, we're in COVID times and it's harder to do like uh, animation and animate stuff. But unlike a lot of the uh, pre- prior um, music videos they've done throughout the years, I would say I would say it was very subpar. Like what the animation they did have it was like high quality, but it's subpar in a sense that there wasn't a lot of it, and they would repeat a lot of uh, uh, they would repeat a lot of animations. Like in the pink fan, and whenever the the pink yeah. glob comes through the door, they would just flip that image. They would constantly flip back to two D, playing the same piano thing. And like you would go and watch, like let's say uh, Humility, where it's entirely new animation. There's no reused. Uh, same with uh, Feel Good Inc. Even though there's some reused stuff, they they have a ton of new stuff. It's all like original. But like as I said, it's to do with COVID, there's not much they can do for it, they can't really like have multiple people working on it, it'd be harder, they just want to get the music out and still have animation as, as limited as it was. That's uh, my take on that. Um, wasn't, I can't mind what the, the date was when the album dropped, the full thing, but didn't like quite a few uh, music videos for the other songs come out after? Um, It did after, like I think the Valley of the Pagans came out. Uh, I think that was one of them. Um, it came out twenty third of October. The Lost Chord is the one that's the most recent recent one that came out, and that um, 
always felt like that was like a, a plasticky beachy song. And funny enough, the the music video for it is literally them going back to Plastic Beach. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. I think Kabaka, James Ford and Leslie John are on that one. Featuring like Lee John is his name. That's the one they featured in Lost Chord. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that album. I really like that. How about yourself? Um, well, um, before I, before I move on, what was I going to say? Uh, I, one of the, you, you might know Anthony Fantano. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably, I think he is the, the most popular music reviewer. Um, well, he's, he was doing reviews of like all the songs when they were coming out and then he did an actual like album review and, uh, he was loving it actually. Um, I think he rated it higher than, uh. The, the last album, uh, Humans. Um, I think he gave it an 8 out of 10, which is a fucking solid score. Yeah. Um, so he, he was loving that whole album. And uh, I, we we briefly mentioned, we talked about this before, there was a, another song that came out on it, but it's only on the Japanese version. Only on the Japanese version? Um, yeah. Because uh, oh, I think... is it Taxi Back to the Reykjavik? It's in the Japanese deluxe edition. Yes, that's that's the one. Yeah. Do you know why they do that? Why did they do that? Um, it's because in in Japan they're trying to entice people to like actually go and buy the physical copies and actually buy the deluxe edition and mm-hmm. first to stop. Um, to stop them from buying the albums overseas because it's, it's cheaper. Uh, um, it's it's meant to be uh, you know enticing. To, I see. You know you get you get these extra songs if you if you buy them here locally. So. Yeah. It's happened with quite a few albums. They do that regularly. I'll need to give all the Gorillaz albums a proper listen through in order, Monday. Oh, yeah. I did it quite a few times, like driving places, but obviously since I don't have any road trips anymore. Because the last yeah. time I actually listened to all the albums on a road trip somewhere was to uh, Heavy Metal Haggis, I think it was. Is it Heavy Metal Haggis? I can't remember what it's called. That festival. But, um, I, um, but as I say, it's like, uh, what, how about yourself? Aye, so <laughs> my, my favourite album, and uh, I suppose it's, uh, Now's a good time for me to crack the the first tinny of uh, twenty twenty one. At least for the podcast. <laughs> there we go. I'll crack open my war. <laughs> mm. I so in terms of my favorite man, like I each year I'm always um, making a list of all the the good albums I, that stood out to me. Um, I've been in that for. Quite a while. So in terms of this, let's say this year, we're doing, you know, in terms of 2020, um, there was a lot of good stuff, man. There, there really was. Um, Mac Miller came out with a posthumous album that was fucking um, very good, like, mm-hmm. quite touching, considering his passing. Um, can Lorna Shore dropped fucking banger. I've been looking forward to that one because they went singles they dropped. Um, Tame Impala, popular. Um, 
but uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that you obviously hear um, is being planned. That, okay, you know we're we're working on this. We're gonna drop it. There was a lot of albums that I was looking forward to hearing. Uh, some of them weren't as good as their prior albums, such as uh, which I actually thought would have been my my favorite album. Um, Trivium dropped a dropped one. Um, they dropped mm-hmm. it called uh, "What the Dead Men Say," and it's a really good album. I think it's fantastic. Um, but I don't know. It's I, I don't think it's as good or as much a ripper as um, the Sin in the Sentence was. So it doesn't actually make my my favorite album. Um, fucking Enter Shikari dropped some heat this year. Um, I think that was that's up there. That's definitely up there. It's, uh, one of the best. Um, fucking generally, there's a lot of stuff, man. I could rattle off towards the end of the year. Kid Cudi, um, banger of an album. Fucking Joji put one out. Deftones, uh, Barry Tomorrow. Fucking, there's a ton. But for me, favorite album uh, is by Thundercat, hmm. <laughs> which is. Uh, Expected, if you know me. Mm-hmm. Um, he dropped his titled uh, "It Is What It Is." Um, man, I love it. I absolutely love it because uh, I've been a fucking huge fan of him for uh, quite a while now. Um, I when when I I seen that the album was coming out, I was waiting. I was waiting for a new one because it'd been a wee while since he dropped. Uh, drunk, which was 2017, um, and I think this was a, an early year album. Um, but I, I, I pre-ordered it, got it on vinyl, and uh, it's very nice. It's lovely. Uh, it's, it's, it's got to be that one, man, because um, like every single song for me just it's it's amazing um there's different vibes as well different uh different types of songs so some of them are really uh bouncy and you know really like happy and then there's some other ones that are more um mellowed out and yeah but, um yeah that's that's got to be mine good old thundercat that's good would you would you say he's your like favorite artist? Uh, at the moment, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. At the moment, he's uh, um, just fucking most listened to favorite artist. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, there's a lot of stuff that I don't uh listen to regularly that that are some of my favorites, because um, they might like new stuff that I end up browsing. Mm-hmm. Every time it's New Music Friday, I'm like scouting, <laughs> scouting yeah. for some new stuff. I suppose. Well, I, I think with uh, I didn't mention it when I was saying my favorite albums, but uh, I think some honorable mentions. And the reason I didn't actually mention them is because they didn't come out in 2020. I only listened to them in 2020. As I've listened to like a lot of. Metal albums in 2020, but I think the one that takes the cake is Metal Ocalypse's, uh, the Death album, and they have three three of those: the Death album, Death album two, and Death album three. 
I think Death Album, the Death Album, is my favourite of the three. It's just got a lot of like oh, good metal, and uh, one of the songs that comes from it, it made one the, the famous Batman metal music video. Um, <laughs> oh, what is it even called? Because I know there's Mermaider, and I know there's Awaken. But the first one is maybe it is Mermaider. Well, either way, the the song that was on it made the the famous one where uh, Batman's just cutting out, beat, beating up folk. Because I know the the sequels to those, uh, Mermaider is literally Batman saving Aquaman, and then Awaken is literally he and the Bat family are trying to fucking uh, revive Joker, assumingly the same Joker from the Arkham series. It's just the way he's animated, it's funny. But yeah, that's how I got into uh. Uh, Metalocalypse, because they are the guys that do um, they did the Adult Swim show uh, Death Clock as well, I think it's called and it's just mm -hmm. a bunch of guys cutting about in a mansion uh, that are like big metalheads and really famous and they just don't know what to do like with their free time when they're not gigging I believe there's an episode where they're like guys, guys, we're, we're posers, we're too famous we gotta go back to the basics, we gotta do free gigs Free gigs, and they, they, you just see them cutting about in like these like shitty fucking small like halls and shit, and they're giving like drink tokens and that. I'm like, oh my god, that just reminds me of the before times. Drink tokens? You're telling me we get money specified for drinks? Amazing! Oh, I love I love metal. I love Death Clock so much. But yeah, I really like their music. It's what sort of pretty much got me into metal properly. I think. Aye. Don't don't they feature on uh, uh, your playlist? Uh, what's it called again? Iron Beats. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the one you've got. I can tell you now, my Iron Beats are like 50 odd songs. Mm. Um, oh my, where, where are you? You'd say that's your most listened to uh, playlist that you've made. Uh, yes. Iron Beats. You normally chuck it on when you're at the gym as well, do Yeah. Saying that, though, recently I've been trying to listen to more podcasts and stuff, so like it's been on a lot less. I've also been trying to look for more music to add into it. Like, the latest song I've added to my playlist is, apart from the Doom one that I found on my Discover Weekly, Death by Demon Hunter, and Come Hell or High Water by Native Construct. But yeah, I, I like a lot of these songs. Uh, some that were actually recommend, recommended to me by my pal Matthew Duran Gray. I quite like their music as well. Ah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they... Did they not come out with stuff in 2020? I think so. I've yet to listen I to it, though. So. Uh, um, <laughs> me and Matthew have got a, a playlist that we actually started last year called uh, 2020 Vision, which is just compiled of all the, the bangers that came out. Anything that we think is fucking really good jumps in there and I think there's probably a Dirt and Grey uh, track somewhere in amongst the, I think there's genuinely like 300 songs um, quite, it's quite mad but I, we've been compiling all those bangers and um, we actually started another one for, for this year um, we, we did a, a wee separate playlist of our fucking top fives oh. and uh, yeah yeah uh, we did a wee um, 
did a wee uh, like small playlist for our top fives, and I think both of us sort of agreed that best song, like individual song that came out in 2020s, um, Annihilation by IO and Lights. Mm. Speaking of music as well, didn't Spotify recently introduce the broadcasting thing where you, you like a mob, like a multitude of people can like go on this playlist and all like um, sync up songs put on? Yeah, shit. yeah, it's um, it's only for premium though. Just now, it's called, but it's it's in beta mode. But um, yeah, yeah, you can sync up your um your Spotify's uh. To whoever's hosting it and just listen at the exact same time so if you skip then it'll skip for them blah 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 you mm-hmm. can have stuff to you it's really good um i think the funniest thing to come out from that and i managed to somehow hear the music as my man was playing valhalla assassin's creed valhalla is somebody had stuck on uh, minecraft music and he was saying he's like my man's i'm tearing off people's head and killing bears and other other vikings with my sick ass axes and I'm hearing Minecraft music in the background going by one of us. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just put some absolute stinkers in there and people will be like, yo, you just took me out of my, my mood, my my jam. <laughs> the vibes are gone. The vibes. Um is there any other things that you... Uh, Music-wise, no. But audio-wise, yes. I uh, We haven't mentioned this, but I've, I think both of us have uh, upgraded or at least changed our audio input-output here, our microphones. Yeah, that's right. So, year decided to get yeah. the upgrade, I guess. <laughs> After using my new PS5 mic for the last episode and hearing how bad and shit it was, I decided I was going to get something that made me not so, you know, redliney. Yeah. And hopefully I sound not too bad with this. It's the uh, same mic Andy was using, or Andy is using, and he recommended it to me. Big up, Badger Shell. Big up. Um, I because prior, prior to this year, I've been using just my phone and mm-hmm. uh, a bit of headphones, regular headphones. But um, now I've upgraded, got a cheeky headset mic. Yeah. Like, I had a I had a slight worry with getting this microphone. I was like, I got, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be good. I got a microphone. And I realised, wait, how am I going to listen to the audio? I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, wait, the the audio the audio for my other, other mic that I used for all the episodes was fine. It was just the, the microphone that wasn't working. So I took the microphone out, I plug it in now, and I hear perfectly that it's comfy, that's what I'm used to, and I just use this beautiful mic that I'm speaking to right now, it's, it's so good. <laughs> that's, that's, it's really uh, above subpar, it's, it's, it's above average. Nice ASMR moments with the Pint oh, Potter podcast. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go over that bit. Turn off now if you don't want to continue. There's uh, certainly some other bits of news <laughs> as well as our new mics. Yes. Um, in terms of ah, oh, this is actually one from last year. Um, and fucking MF Doom, the uh, one of the greatest 
um, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, as he's known by. Um, that reminds me of your weed man's weed man. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite lyrics of all time. Mm. Well, uh, MF Doom passed away, and I think the the news broke um, on New Year's Eve actually. Hmm. Uh, went online, but it turns out he, he actually passed away on Halloween. Which makes uh, it pretty much a whole month prior. They, they didn't. Uh, they didn't say anything yeah. until until then, which was uh, it was quite a shock for me, because um, he's he is generally like oh, one of the one of the best um, rappers, one of the best lyricists. Uh, some of the stuff he he does is crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good. Um, so obviously I've been. Uh, Blasting some of his stuff since, but, uh, yeah. I, I, a lot of people need to listen to MF Doom if they haven't before because there's there's some genuinely really good stuff. I hadn't I hadn't heard of him until his passing. Mm. I didn't realize he was so big. Yeah, he's he's one of those like kind of kind of underground in terms of hip hop. Obviously, you've got the the big names and that, but. He's there and he's well known, but he's not. Um, but I, I was, I was a shame. Okay. Um. Well, with uh, that sad bit of news. Uh, uh, a a little more depressing, not a little more depressing, but a little more like living, living standard depressing is, uh, the lockdown that we were put into as of my birthday, has been extended, to possibly mid February to even bloody past March. Damn, bro. It's it's not the end of the world, but like it's like I just I just want I just want to see my bros. (laughs) <laughs> Wanna hang out with the bros? Just get these vaccines Drink. rolling. Aye, we were we were out because I think the the news broke on a Saturday. We were like literally just out. I think we were uh, we went in the car heading to town, and uh, when when it came out like in the news, um, <laughs> and we were like, hold up. That mean we're not drinking next weekend. I, I yeah, it, it was at a point where I didn't even I wasn't really listening on the way there, and I got out and we met up with somebody, and they were like, yeah, so is are we doing your birthday drinks today then? I'm like, no, you're not available next week. He's like, no, because it's lockdown now, off next week, and I'm like, what? Excuse me. It it was the perfect twenty first day. Oh, it was a Saturday. Damn. But alas, I had my uh, absolute freak out concoction night out on that night. Mm. It was quite enjoyable, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lo- like hopefully, like of course, like with lockdown, there's been a lot more cases up here actually, which is yeah not too good. In terms of like in comparison to. This lockdown was the the last one back in fucking March. Um, I'm actually knowing a lot more people 
that have that have caught it. Um, and I know a lot more people that know people who've got it. So uh, the numbers are definitely a lot higher up here than they were before. Uh, so it's because uh, uh, this new strain is apparently fifty to seventy percent more like uh, passable, or it's just not sustainable, but like. Uh, contagious or something like that like it passes through masks more effective not masks but for the air more like effectively mm. that ain't good no but uh well we'll see as time goes i think uh, originally what was it planned for three weeks lockdown mm. but it's getting extended yeah to the end of this month to maybe mid-feb and if things go even sure then the month after feb yeah, they they've still got to uh, like taking the 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 numbers from Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, all I can hope for is this vaccine to work, and hopefully we can get back to a little bit of normality. I do expect us to still keep on wearing masks even after the pandemic's over, just for general like sickness and that, because that's what the Japanese did. To, mm. to not get the flu and stuff or not to pass on stuff to others if they were sick and they had to go somewhere is wear a mask yeah. and it's for the rest it's like some people just can't afford to get sick whether it's like about oh, being as strong as you used to or not it's just mm-hmm. for the best really hey well since we're uh, since we're locked in um, in terms of some online bit of news. Um, you know the you know the game Rust. Okay. Uh, it's a fairly old game, isn't it? I think it, it's been around. Can't about since like twenty thirteen, maybe even a bit older than that. Yeah. Um. Well, recently there's been a server that's opened up. I think it's called. I can't remember what they called that actually. Uh, but they they made a a big like. 200 odd people uh, server which is just for streamers so like all the popular streamers and just even some of the, the lesser known streamers are are in this server um, so you, I've been watching it so far from uh, Noah J's perspective um, but there's tons of other people fucking Ludwig I think is on it XQC um, can yeah, I thought it was a bit weird when one of the stream streamers I used to watch, who was just Apex, he only did Apex Legends, uh, his name's Shiv FPS, I think, or something like that, and um, he just started playing Rust out of nowhere, I'm like, whoa, what, what are you doing in Rust? It's a bit obscure. <laughs> and then yeah. the next day you were telling me about, like, oh, this, there's just so many streamers wow. in on this one server, and I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah, because I used to, I used to watch Rust. I quite liked watching like people play Rust, like uh, Zuckles back in the day. I just thought his style of playing was funny because he'd go around messing with people. But I have no idea how their their play style is on the server. What they're doing? Yeah, I think it's a, a fucking fantastic idea. Uh, I feel like it kind of stemmed from uh, maybe, but it kind of stemmed from uh, Among Us. You know how that that oh, blast yeah. on the scene. And that actually opened up a lot of um, a lot of like uh, different YouTubers like actually uh, doing videos together because they're in the same Among Us lobby of like ten people, the people that you wouldn't expect to do crossovers or all that stuff. 
Um, so because of that, because even uh, fucking Sidemen mm-hmm. started doing videos with like PewDiePie and all that because of Among Us, which is pretty crazy. Um, wouldn't have happened it had Among Us not been out. I feel like uh, part of that uh, idea of you know different uh, YouTubers or different streamers working together um, that normally wouldn't you know you'll see that in this Rust server like for example um, I don't know if uh, you watched uh, Syndicate play Daisy this is yonks ago um, I would have caught a few clips and I didn't really watch his stuff after mm. zombies and that. Uh, um, well, he, he played Daisy for a wee while and one of the guys he met on Daisy, a guy called Mr. Moon. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was quite quite iconic. There's some iconic uh, videos of that. Anyway, I was watching um, Noah play this Rust server and he comes across these two guys and bloody hell, one of them was Mr. Moon. I was like, bruh, what the fuck? Mm. I haven't seen that man them in fucking so long. And he's just in this, the Rust server. <laughs> so I think it opens up a lot of uh, opportunities. This, for, for, for content, for clips, all sorts. Okay. Well, um, that's a bit more light-hearted than the other two, but yeah. back to being a bit, a bit more depressing with copyright issues is uh, Shueisha is rolling that out on Twitter, and if you don't know what Shueisha is, it's basically the printing cop- company, I think, for a lot of manga like Dragon Ball and all that, but basically... The dealio going on just now is they're not only taking down accounts that are relating to these stuff, but if anybody uses like GIFs and other photos that even look like the characters, they get immediately striked and uh, removed. I think some accounts have even been locked and just straight up removed. And it's gotten to the point, apparently, where even staff members of Shueisha's accounts are getting locked out simply because they've got stuff on it, which is... It's bad enough to say is like it sh- this shouldn't be happening at all. Like they're all they're within the right to do this, but it doesn't make sense from a user like a like a user's like view because all you're doing is turning away more people from your product. Yeah, and it's it's just it's weird. I don't know how they're gonna sort this out. It's 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 a very weird thing. I've seen that uh, one of the guys I follow for like One Piece uh, related content has a. Uh, Changed their name from Arthur, the Library of Ohara, to the the Library of Ohala, and like changing certain letters. There's like One Piece related stuff to other things, and they changed like their profile picture, which got copyright striked to like a badly drawn, uh, reverse coloured one. No. And like whenever he talks about One Piece now, he'll be like, "Oh, Two Piece! Uh, can't wait for Buffy to do this. He's a he's a he's a he's a stretchy boy." <laughs> Sort of like stuff, and it's pretty. It was pretty fun. He even drew like a really badly done panel of one of the latest chapters to be like, "Yo, I can't believe he did this this uh special move, haha." <laughs> sort of stuff, and it's just funny that people have to resort to this. And uh, speaking of copyright stuff and and Twitter just stopping certain things, I seen that one of the statements Twitter made about uh completely st- completely stopping white supremacist stuff 
is they won't do it because a lot of politicians will be blocked up from Twitter. I'm like, well, isn't that sort of the point? If they're saying these bad things and they're not supposed to be saying, then get them the fuck off the platform, like Donald Trump. <laughs> like, Christ. On our bike. I just remembered uh, the other bit, like, kind of copyrighted um, <laughs> thing that went on. Fucking, oh, what's the name again? Never forgotten. But it's he's he's streaming, and there's like he's listening to tune, uh, and they're like, oh, what you can do because the you know the, the copyright with Twitch. Um, so he's like, it's alright, boys. It's alright, boys. I've got this. <laughs> Audio jungle. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh. Night clip. Ah, What's the name again? Germa. Germa. It's amazing. Uh, he, funnily enough, he did a New Year's thing called the the Game Awards for himself, and it's he, he let all his fans and viewers uh, vote for like certain things and categories. Like, uh, what's the worst noise you've made this year? And uh, the that didn't get that didn't win because that wasn't the worst. The best category though was the R E U Audio Jungle. <laughs> Uh, uh, ee, and oh, you should watch it, mate. For like, it just contains the funniest things. Like, uh, one of the things with Germa as well is he'll pull off these stupid faces at the weirdest times when he doesn't mean to, mm. and he always looks at, like the screen to the left of him, seeing like the, the, the stream like cut back to thirty seconds before that. So he sees the face and he's like, "No, no, 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 don't do, no, don't, don't mean that, no." And it gets mean. Oh man, that's funny. I love fucking. I love Germa. Fucking hell. Was that uh, Audio Jungle clip? That's That was from 2020 as well. That it? was during the actual Game Awards. Mm. So I think we, were, we talked about this before uh, when we were mentioning Game Awards and when the, I think it was episode 19 or something. Going over it. But I, I think how I watched Game Awards was completely for Germa and it was, it was a fucking, <laughs> it was a ball. Absolute oh, ball. Okay. Like it was just for the first half an hour, it's him debating with himself and the viewers. Like, should I should I be watching this? I I, I won't get DMC aid. No 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 no. They said it was okay. Somebody told me it was okay. It's like should I, should I? No 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I I, I don't care. I don't even care. Do it. Strike me. But really, should I? Hmm? It was just half an hour of that, and then it got to that bit, and that started the, the fucking audio jungle. But nah. Outrageous stuff. Yeah. Well, in terms, of, in terms of other stuff we watched, what about uh, what about movies that you watched for the first time in twenty twenty? So, for me, let me get my tiny little list up. Yes, it's <laughs> tiny. I have got a small list. So, I watched the Imitation Game, which is it's beautiful. I I believe that's the one that has. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing as Alan Turing and he is a very important historical figure in the fact that he helped develop the world's first computer during uh, I believe World War 2 and basically that film really goes for the struggles of this man who uh, was diagnosed like years and years after it was discovered through like a lot of his writing and how people described him that he was most likely on the spectrum he was autistic and that's why uh, 
in the movie, he was played very well. He was very, like, uh, he took things literal. He didn't have much of a humour. He was pretty much a more realistic Sheldon Cooper, which is not bad. Yeah. And uh, it was just it was a really sympathetic movie for him and, like, seeing how smart he is and how much he got, like, abused and stuff and how uh, how he outsmarted his other smart people. Other smart people. His, his other mates, basically. Because he gets put on a team of other folks to try and crack down this uh, this code, the German uh, encryptions. And he's trying to decrypt it. Hence why he moved on to try and making a, a machine that's capable of doing it for them. But yeah, The Imitation Game, that was a superb film. It got me quite tugged at my, my heartstrings. <laughs> How about your shell? Um... I was, uh, I think, in terms of from about twenty, there was only like eight films really that I, that I watched for the first time. Um, you know, I'm not the not massive movie, uh, massive movie guy, but there's a lot of stuff I need to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we we watched uh, American Psycho quite early in the year, I think. I don't think it was quite early. I feel like it was about uh, just August time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I we watched American Psycho, which is one of those films, one of those sort of classic films that uh, bit of a, a bit of a must watch. So um, we we got round to that, and uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was great, fantastic. Oh, Prior yeah. to watching that, I'd only seen the one scene um, from, like, just a, a clip online. And it was... Uh... Yeah, it was September. I just found a message saying, fancy American Psycho today. And I said no, and that was back in September. September, oh lord. It feels ages ago. Ah, no, that movie's... Oh, it's really good. Very vague. Hmm. There's uh, I we were we were searching it up after. There's like, it's up to you on how you interpret it, whether it's uh, whether it's it's real, it all happened, or if it's you know in his head or all this mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe parts of it is, parts of it isn't. It's uh, it's nice. It's good. It's not a normal, um, normal like you know obvious. This is this is what it is, kind of. Yeah. But um, it was I just a performance. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just how I, f- I feel like what was it? The start of the film that had him in the bar, right, going up to a waitress, and um, he's just ordering his drink, and it just suddenly, like, doesn't even change. It's just him going, "Yeah, you fucking do that, bitch, or I'll fucking smash your head in." And it's just him, like, speaking to himself in the mirror. And she comes out and goes, here's your drink, sir. So we just immediately, like, take in the fact that, oh, that didn't actually happen. That's just him and his, basically, yeah. wanting to say that. So, like, a lot, like, it's very difficult to try and decide what's real and not in that film. Aye. Uh, yeah, I was, I was quite impressed with that one. What other, uh, what other films? Well... One that I was always weary to watching because I'm not a fan of like 
there's this guy who's a really badass person and back in his years he was the top assassin or mercenary or soldier and now he's back for revenge and this movie I'm describing a lot like Davers is John Wick and I went into it thinking like I didn't really like John Wick not John Wick uh, Keanu Reeves an actor like I haven't seen him much all I've seen is the memes really mm-hmm. so I'm like ah, oh, uh, I'll watch it and see and the choreograph choreography in it is just superb um, it can get emotional story wise it's a bit it's not out there but like it's it's decent enough to like follow but I think what takes the cake is all the interactions your man John Wicks has with people in the film. So, like, um, there's just really odd moments of him seeing people and, like, oh, no, how are they going to react to this guy that's just killed a bunch of folk or, like, he's just beating somebody up. And it just turns out he knows them from his, like, past gigs. So, like, a cop comes to the door after, like, he's killed a bunch of men who's invaded his home. And he's just like, oh, John, you up, uh, you up to your old business again? He's just like flashing a flashlight around your building, and you just hear John like in the corner of the room, going, "Yeah, it's been a tough night." So uh, I'll leave you to it. There's even like moments where he like hires like uh, the people who normally came to like take up and clean the bodies back, and they're like, "Oh, are you certainly back in the game, John?" It's like, "No, no." It's like, "Oh, it was always a service working for you, uh, you know, clean up your shit and all that." Just sort of like the character interactions are really like unique and nice in that yeah. film, and it takes away from it just being like out for revenge story like like your man John Wick is out for revenge but he's still a good person because he, he he retired mm-hmm. he, he wanted to be done but yeah I really like John Wick I, I want to see the films after that but I don't know if it can actually surpass the first film in terms of what I liked about it like yeah. I, I've certainly heard it's had better like fight scenes and choreography than the first one but like it's mm. not all about that sometimes I don't, I don't even, how many of them is there? I think there's three. No. There might be a fourth, I don't know. There might be a cinematic universe, who knows? <laughs> John Mac. John Mac? John Wick and. John Mac. <laughs> John Mac. John Wick and uh, Bruce Wick. Willis team up. And Die Wicker. <laughs> it's a horrible name. But uh, another one from yourself? Um, I another one that um I finally got around to watching uh, is a film called In Time. Um, now this this is one that features uh, Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the one of the main, the main characters in this. And I had seen clips of uh, certain parts of it online before, which intrigued me into watching it. So I finally got round to it this uh, last year. Um, and the sort of the sort of idea behind it is that everyone, uh, everyone who exists has like a clock, like a, a timer on their uh, like wrist, mm. um, for how long they're alive for, and essentially, from when you're born until I think it's twenty five, when you're growing up, the the clock doesn't start at all. Uh, the timer should say, and then once you hit twenty five, it will start counting down. And I think you get like um, a day or something. It starts off by a day. Uh, so you've got to like work to earn time back. As soon as that timer runs out, you just drop dead. But you stay alive um, as as like your prime self, your twenty five year old self, for however long that you, your timer lasts. Mm-hmm. So the part part of the idea is like there's these uh, 
uh, sections of the uh, sections of America. I guess based in America. <laughs> There's these sections of America where it's essentially like uh, section one's like the poor people, and then section like eight is where all the rich people who have like literal fucking uh, a million days or something uh, just on their timer. And uh, it's it's meant to be like quite a corrupt um, system mm. that, that goes on. Like it very does like take all all that stuff away from the poor. So uh, it's uh, it's quite interesting. You know what's his name from um, Big Bang? Uh, oh God, Joss Whedon. Uh, I can't remember his actual actor name, but he he plays as. Uh, the guy that went out a penny. Oh, the buff guy. No, no, no. The the, the main guy. I'm oh. Like, oh. <laughs> I've forgotten his name in the fucking show. When I, I said Joss Whedon, you know he's the guy that's always like the big famous actor they make. Uh, is it? Yeah, the, the the Star Trek guy. No, that's Joss, the American film director. Who's who's the other guy in Big Bang Theory? Um. Uh, no, the guy Johnny you're thinking of. What? He played Leonard. That's the guy. Oh, Johnny Gillette, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking of Will Wheaton. Ah, oh, right, actually. But, uh, no, he's. Yeah, Johnny Gillette, he's in this as well. Um, And I just thought, like, the actual concept of the film was really, really interesting. So, um, finally got around to it. And yes, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's just a pretty solid film. I, I enjoyed it. Reminds me of the Black Mirror episode that has a similar concept mm. of a black this black guy uh, who's got like um, I think there's a timer in his room, basically money, and every time he's like he goes to watch something or do something, he gets ads, and if he wants them to go away, he takes like money off his thing. If I think if it hits zero or something, he dies or he gets taken away somewhere else. So mm. if he wants to earn more money, he has to go to the, like the workout room, and like I think by working out it powers the a thing or gives them money. Right. But yeah. What else have you watched? Um, I'm quite a fan of horror, so I've been looking forward to watching this for whenever it came on to a streaming service, and it is A Quiet Place. And uh, I really enjoyed it, because I watched it on Netflix, and I was going into it expecting some things and be like, oh, how are they gonna, what are they gonna do? Now? How, how are they gonna work this? Because the, the 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 concept of the film is, uh, some things, some monsters have like sort of like, taken over the earth in in a sense that if you make a noise loud enough, they'll come towards you and kill you if they know where you are because they can sense, uh, and hear sounds. So the the general idea of the main cast is that they're all silent throughout the film, and they communicate to each other through sign language and um and i and uh, one of the the things that's drawn me towards the movie in the first place was uh the main guy the dad is played by john krasinski and he mm. is the guy who plays jim in the office and that and yeah. who does the tom clancy tv show now and uh it was really enjoyable in that film i think he actually did it with his wife as the mother in it as well his actual wife was in the film and uh, 
The film was really enjoyable. Like one of the the things they did as a, a way of preventing noise through footsteps is they would have a massive trail of sand everywhere they go because it would make as much noise. And um, they had all these contingencies for stuff because the the wife's pregnant and they had to figure out, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna have this bairn? Which I've seen some people point out is like, why are you gonna have a bairn in a fucking a place like this where if the bairn is crying, these monsters will literally come running miles away to come kill you. But yeah, it's a really good film. I don't want to say anything else because it pretty much spoils it. But the what I've said is basically premise of the film, wife's pregnant, uh, these monsters are after them, blah blah blah, they got to have contingency plans and stuff and figure out how to avert these things. But yeah, it was a really good film, it was also like really emotional. Hmm. I know a lot of people talking about that online when that uh, came out. There's a sequel now that I need to watch as well. Hmm. Uh, I suppose we should uh, talk about some other horrors. It was watched. Um, and yeah, me and you finally got into watching the, the classic Halloween from uh, 78, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we finally got into watching that. And pr- prior to that, I've, I was never like, I was never a massive uh, horror fan in terms of like watching them. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed them a bit. Um, and I, I just I never watched them a lot apart from like Saws. I seen some of the, the Saws earlier, but um, it's only like recently that I've been kind of like, um, oh, you know, I actually want to watch a lot of these these classic films. So we finally got around to watching Halloween, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's quite funny looking back in it. Oh from, yeah. Uh, fucking no. Obviously, back then it might have been quite more scalier, um, as was the first Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking Jaws aged quite terrible. Oh, it did. But uh, aye, it was it was quite decent. Hmm. Tell it's old. There was a far mate. There was a funny scene that we were laughing at that shouldn't be funny, but it was um, when it was when your man was uh, tailing them in the car, and the two girls were like talking to the dad. Yeah. <laughs> and they pull away, and you just see in the background. Yeah. You see in the background. He's sat in the car and driving it with a mask on. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh no. There's something so funny about that. Oh. But um, I, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get around to watching some of the sequels. Yeah, uh, watching sequels and watching just other fucking horror. Yeah. Um, another one we watched, which was off of uh, your recommendation, Zodiac, right? Yes. Um. That was a good one because it was mostly based on the fact that it was a real event. It was a real. It was retelling of a real event. It was describing things. Essentially, some gadget that was extremely smart and had the equipment and the tools to do it went around killing folk and uh, leaving like these notes that are meant to be like encrypt, uh, decrypted from him, of which some are still not 
decrypted today. I think one recently was, but the the film was just really in depth with like this guy who um, who I can't tell is he is he was a reporter or he was a writer or something, and he just he suddenly took a really big like interest in the Zodiac Killer, and he was working with this uh, cop, this copper detective, um, who was played by Mark Ruffalo. I think isn't it Jake Gyllenhaal that plays the main character, the writer? Uh, I think so. Well, basically, um... Yes, it is. Yes. And, uh, basically, um, a lot of the murders in it, like, uh, the beginning of the film sort of just starts with, like, the whole, oh, I've, I've got my girlfriend in my car, we're driving to this peak, and we're like, yo, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, this is how it all starts in horror movies. They get killed, but it turns out the guy lives, sort of thing. I was like, what? The guy lived for being shot so badly? And then, which is funny enough, because he appears later on in the film much older, and he's played by the fucking, one of the, the McPoyle brothers from Always Sunny. <laughs> it was weird seeing him. Uh, the other murders were at this lake, where this guy just got stabbed in his back, and the wife was getting stabbed, and she turned, and she got stabbed in the stomach, and she died in that. And more kills started happening. And it just got to a point, it's like, they're just trying to figure out a routine, like, some sort of relation, like, it was just fucked. Like they could not figure it out, and the writer, it was more. It got to a point where it was more focused on the writer's dilemma in life, focusing too much on the Zodiac killer, and even his family started leaving him because he's too like, he's just too fucked up from thinking about his obsessions. Just, whoa. Yeah. All that. That was uh, it was quality. Um. I one of the things I was saying that um. That I enjoyed probably the most um, was uh, your your man Jake Gyllenhaal. He was like from as the film progressed. Um, he at first he was he was quite interested in it. He was like, "Oh, what's what's that? You know, what's what's, what's happening?" And uh, he was he was kind of in and about. And then as the film progressed, he just got more and more like obsessed with wanting to know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was. Was a nice, nice watch. He really did like get fucking obsessed. <laughs> uh, aye, great film. Um, nice to learn more about that actually, because I I went into that not knowing too much about uh, Zodiac. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, another film I watched, um, which is. Uh, American History X. Mm. Uh, mate, I I I loved this film. I think this this one came out in late nineties, and uh, the the premise of it is there's um, there's this kid. He's uh, I think in his teens, uh, and he's been essentially influenced by his uh, brother. Um, so he's like quite racist. He's he's very racist uh, mm-hmm. against blacks, uh, and um, the 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 film sort of goes off of uh, the the big brother who actually has like a, a swastika tattooed on his chest, right? Yeah. Um, it revolves around how he was. Like extremely racist and part of like groups uh, and stuff, 
um, and he went to prison for um, murdering uh, a black guy, which yeah. is like that's, that's the start of the film. You, you see that happen, and then it sort of goes off the story of this of his younger brother, and it's trying to uh, one of his teachers or I can't remember his, his role was, um, but he's sort of trying to um, untaint his mind, you know, because he's still quite young. Um, and it's just it's really interesting because obviously it tackles all that stuff um, and during I don't want to say too much because it's a really good watch um, but there was two powerful scenes in that whole film that generally had me like gasp I was like oh my god um, and I'm recommending the film to, to Stephen who is uh, who also very much enjoyed it um, you just watch the same for those those scenes, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, quite mad. I think I watched the ending like twice just because it was like <laughs> powerful. Yeah. I need to get uh, it on my watch list. I recommend. Uh, what else was watched? Well, I was just having a skim for my Netflix there, and I seen uh, I watched two. I wa- I rewatched quite a few Studio Ghibli films last year, and two of which were actually new. I'm only going to mention the one because I think this one's more like relevant and uh, just really good. It's called Porco Rosso, and it is about a pilot uh, during a, mm. some sort of war during World War One. And uh, essentially, we find out he's like a pig man thing, and nobody else's are pig man things at all, and it's weird and shit. And he's like this, like sort of like raunchy like smoker, who drinks and like seduces this one woman a lot. And uh, essentially, uh, I think he's been cursed because he loved somebody. I can't quite remember it, but essentially, he is he's been cursed, and he's just kind of as a pilot, sort of like a mercenary at times, and uh, he's, he, one of the lines in the film that I thought was really good it was just him sitting in a theatre with one of his mates who's in the military, and he says, I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. <laughs> and that's just, oh, mate. But I think the, the general concept of the film is he's running away from the military, because he used to be in the military. He's running away from these guys who want like to kill him, basically, because... He's fucked with them, stealing, like, a bunch of kids and shit that they had kidnapped. Um, he eventually gets a mechanic on his uh, plane to help him, who turns out to be a little girl, which he's quite roughy with because he's, like, old-fashioned, like, oh, girl, women should be helping me. But he eventually accepts it. And it's just a really well-animated scene, that's uh, a movie, sorry, that I didn't expect it was going to be as good as it was. Mm. So it was a really good first watch of it, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Nice one. How about yourself? Um, I there was uh, so if you mind from can't remember which episode it was I was mentioning, but I uh, had that uh, that all nighter that I pulled to try and fix my sleeping pattern, um, mm. and in that time I had watched like a ton of ton of films just in a row, um. <laughs> Uh, which included American History X, but there was a few sequels that I finally got around to uh, watching. 
it's fucking three in particular, and so I'll kind of rattle them off, um, sort of briefly. Jumanji, um, the next level, um, I think that came out fucking 2019, probably. Uh, but I finally got around to that, um, which I thought was actually really good. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a good sequel, it's solid. Um, don't know if it's better than the first, maybe it's about the same as quality, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. Seeing fucking uh, your man Danny DeVito as well. <laughs> um, he, he featured, uh, he didn't feature too much, because obviously they go into the game and the uh, the, the soul of, of Danny DeVito, the guy he plays as, is, is there. Which is quite quite interesting to see, um, the the four of them, um, acting as different people. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah, that that was really good. I enjoyed that sequel. Another sequel, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Mm. To watch. Um, that yeah again, I thought that was funny as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I think quite a few people didn't like it. Uh, we had not great but it's a a fucking it's a reboot you know what i mean yeah (laughs) the in in the film they kind of they mean it um and it's it's not a it's not a sequel it's not a thing it's a a reboot blah 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 and it's uh i enjoyed it i i did enjoy the jokes i think the first one was better um yeah um, the second one's also um enjoyable yeah get a good laugh out of it uh, yeah. The the other sequel that I watched, Zombieland Double Tap, mm. um, which came out, uh, I can't remember, like seven years after the the first, or like ten years after the first, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah again, I thought it was a, a solid film. I I quite enjoyed it. It covered uh, did quite a lot of good stuff. That it did in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. The actors were good in it. Just decent film. Glad I, glad I finally got into watching. Yeah. And you you uh, you watched this is the the first Zombieland, didn't you? Yes, I watched it for the first time properly. So it's not like I hadn't seen it. I watched my brother watch it. So I watched like first and like I think the last bit. I didn't see like the middle bit. So I watched it properly for the first time in December. Yeah, that was quite good. Mm. But uh, as for movies that I, I, uh, been, I didn't want to watch initially over the years, but I, I've seen a lot of people like up it as a really good film. And like, fuck it, this is going to be my Halloween movie. This is going to be the movie I watched for Halloween. And it was Adam's Family. And I was like, oh, it's going to be pish, mm-hmm. it? And I watched it, I'm like, bro, this is amazing. Because I'd also watched the the, car, the, the, the animated one they did a, f- a few months prior to that. Yes. And I watched it, and I was like, the designs are for the Adam Sandler themselves are accurate to the comics, which is okay. Everybody else is just completely ass, and the film itself um, is sort of ass, so it's lifeless, if that's to say anything. Mm-hmm. It, I could watch it, but it was definitely lifeless. But um, I so I watched the the original, the 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 famous one, the the Adams Family movie with your man who plays Doc Brown in it, playing Fester, 
and I thought it was a fantastic film. I I, I was laughing at it a lot. I enjoyed a lovely Chinese bit. Um, it was really funny. The jokes really hit. So like in the film, essentially, uh, uh, we see the Adams family quite a bit, and we see that they they're mourning, uh, or at least the the father Gomez is mourning. Or the fact that his brother's been missing for years. Like, oh, ah, uh, Fester. Oh, we used to hate each other, but I wish you were here now. And eventually, we get this guy who's like, I need more money. My tenants are the Adams family. I need more money. I know they have money, but they won't give me money because of the old traditions. I need money. So he hires this, like, old biddy in the... Well, not hires. I think they know him, actually, because they need money from him. Which is why he's needing money. So, uh... So the, the 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 woman's like, oh well, I'll just set my uh, my boy for him, and it's Doc Brown, and uh, and this like uh, he looks like Fester but with hair, and they all decide, oh, what you should do is uh, you should disguise yourself as Fester and invade the home and find out where they keep their money, so we can steal it, and um, that's that's basically the, the premise of the film. But uh, as uh, the the, Im- the imitation of Fester finds out, this family's kooky and crazy. And mm. quite strong. Like Gomez is a fucking extremely strong uh, sword fighter, and uh, the children make these really like obscene jokes. Like um, she she asks Fester like, "Oh, can you pass the salt?" And uh, the mother's like, uh, "Wednesday, mind your manners. What do you say?" Oh, okay. Pass the salt now, because they're just fucked. But uh, no, the, the other thing with them is that they're always trying to kill each other as siblings as well. Mm-hmm. It's just an extremely crude and dark film, and I'm surprised it was even allowed for the time it came out. But it's amazing. It's actually amazing. I could recommend it as a Halloween movie. Yeah. The sequel as well, actually. I watched the sequel as well, Adam Family Values, which I don't think it is as good as the first one, but it's still quite entertaining. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that into my um my back catalogue of things to do, things to watch. Well, you have time till Halloween, so. Aye. Plenty to do. Um, another one that uh, we watched. Um, uh, Eurovision. Um, story. Oh, yeah. we, we got into watching that. Um. It dropped on Netflix, and uh, yeah, I heard I heard some good things about this film. Like at first, I wasn't interested. I wasn't too interested, um, just because like you know what, what the actual story was about. Um, I wasn't quite interested, but I heard a lot of good things in terms of um, Will Ferrell and uh, just some funny scenes, and it's just all around good. So um, yeah, we finally got around to watching it, and I. I would agree. I think it's I think it's a good film. Um but uh I think some people might be uh, offended by uh, parts of my opinion on this film. Although I don't think I would watch it again bar like a couple of scenes. Um because there's there's some elements of it that is quite like musical and uh where they just like burst out into a song and I do not, I can't stand those those types of things. I just imagine musicians do that anyway, do you not do that? Hmm? I just imagine musicians do that anyway. Nah. I just imagine Metallica in their own house just suddenly bursting the song. <laughs> Why else would they record their stuff? 
<laughs> but um, some of some of those stuff I wasn't uh, too fond on, but a lot of the a lot of the humor was fucking really good. Um, and it is it is a it's a good film. It's a solid film. Um, my God, the uh, what was it? The fairies. Oh my God, the gnomes. That the gnomes are. Gnomes are fairly something. They're small people that live in the houses that we don't see, apart from one particular scene where we well, we still don't see them, but we know when they're real. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. That and yeah, yeah, ding dong. Play yeah, yeah, ding dong. Play yeah, yeah, ding dong now. <laughs> but but we already played it. <laughs> I do not care. Play yeah, yeah, ding dong. Amazing. Um, you know what? I'll leave. I'll probably leave one of my. F- mm. I've got a few more actually. I'll, I'll talk about quickly about these two films that Disney released. I think they're both Disney. Is uh, I watched for the first time this year. I I I had to have watched it for the first time because it only came out on no, yeah yeah not this year but in twenty twenty because it came out on the twenty fifth of December, and it was Soul, and by God, is a beautiful looking film. Set pieces are wonderful. It really experimented with art style and stuff. I really liked the story of the film. I feel like if it was a smidge longer, it could have fleshed out a lot more things and made it a lot more emotional. And maybe they touched on a bit more things. But uh, overall, it was a solid like 8.5 out of 10. It's, it's amazing. Solid 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I couldn't recommend it more if you like music and if you want to like face a lot of existential questions and stuff in a movie <laughs> that that film did it really well but uh, a movie that I watched for the first time in 2020 and I watched it twice in the year was Coco once by myself because I didn't know what else to watch and the Disney Plus was still new to me and uh, I watched it I think again last week oh it wouldn't have been twice in the year then because I watched it this year so it was the once in the year I watched them relatively like after each other. So last year I watched it for the first time, and it's also a film about music. It's about uh, the Day of the Dead, and uh, it's just about how a boy who was brought up in a family who all hate music told him, "You can never play music. Don't play music. If you do, we'll destroy your music stuff." Basically, and they're shoemakers. But uh, obviously, this this boy uh, Miguel, I think his name is, or something, uh, it always wants to be a guitar player and that. And uh, he eventually curses himself by stealing a famous guitar off somebody he thinks his dad is. And uh, he gets sent to the other world, basically. And he's got to figure out how to get back. And it just goes through a lot of, like, wonderful, like, music. And uh, and some emotional moments that I think actually impacted me more than Soul did. I would rate Coco as, like, maybe a 9 out of 10. Those two films were really, really good. Um, in terms of other stuff I watched, I think there's only there's only really like one other film that I've uh, watched. Um, and then there's one other that I watched like twenty minutes of, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then just fucking came off. That was so bad. But um, I, Black Klansman. That's the the, the last film I watched. 
uh, out of the first. Um, and yeah, we we got around to watching that. I can't mean when, but um, there was a lot of good things being said about this. And uh, oh, what's his name? Adam Driver. Oh yeah, his, his performance in this was fucking excellent. Absolutely excellent. And uh, yeah, that that was um, that was great because the the actual the the idea behind the film, and I think it's based off uh, a real story. Yeah. Um, Excuse it's me. Based off a real story. <laughs> <laughs> My um, mic fell. Aye. Uh, As you're saying. Aye. Uh, it was based off that um, a real story of someone called Ron Stallworth. Uh, who essentially played um, on the phone? He plays as a, a white man, uh, and they're trying to like infiltrate the the KKK to try and um, to you know bring them down and arrest some peeps because he's a he's a cop he's a detective. Yeah. Um, so he he this guy. Um, the actor's name, but he plays as one Star Wars. Uh, John uh, David Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever he's on the phone, he's pretending to be white. And Adam Driver plays the, the like physical version of him whenever he's going out to meetings and this and that. And um, yeah, it's just um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. That was great. Like I initially watched it being excited for Adam Driver, but I actually. Even though his performance in it was amazing, I actually much preferred Ron Stallworth's John David Washington's performance in it. Mm. Just the way he, he like just how he like like obviously you like you, Adam Driver's character like he's got much more memorable moments like the time when he's chasing Ron off, and he says a particular bad word, and and it's like. You're like, oh, he's trying to act like this and he's trying to get off certain situations. But you got, I, I, I found the more nuanced, like him being on the phone convincing somebody and him at the end of the film doing his stuff amongst the racists and all that sort of stuff. I feel that, I felt more drawn to that, which surprised me. I really liked that the whole film was just really good. Uh, did you say you've got more that you watched? I do. I have maybe one or two more I can mention. So I'll, I'll mention swiftly. I I, I watched. Uh, I think it's Leica's Missing Link, and um, I didn't pay as much attention as I should have to it because it's actually really well animated. Because Leica does a lot much like Coraline and other films, they do like uh, the puppetry things and they take the pictures of it and they continue and continue. So it's different to Wallace and Gromit where they're clay and that. But the, right. with Leica they use uh, like puppetry and stuff. So like they've got like f- basically like action figures where they remove arm they add on, they take off the face, put another face. That's how they do the lip sync. Um, but uh, The Missing Link was quite good. It's got Hugh Jackman as the guy who finds uh, basically a Yeti, and the Yeti's played by uh, Zach Galifianakis, or however the fuck you pronounce that. <laughs> you got um, Stephen Fry in it, quite good. But yeah, Zach plays the the Bigfoot, and it's actually quite funny and quite good. 
because it's basically about this guy trying to find something to prove his worth to like this League of Gentlemen and stuff, mm. and he finds the missing link. But yeah, I really like that film as well. Um, but the film that probably takes the cake as a person who doesn't even like Christmas films is Klaus. My God, that is one of the best movies I've seen this year and probably my life. It's got your man J.K. Simmons in it as uh, Klaus, who is basically Santa Claus. But the film has been on the run for about the better half of about seven years, I think, until it got released. It has been developed. And what they were trying to do with it is because it was being developed during the prime years of 3D movies making its like turn. It's like 3D movies only, no 2D, no 2D. So they're going to be like, well, we're going to make this movie. We're going to work on it for years. And we're going to make it look amazing. So initially it had not great lighting on it, but the 2D animation was fluid. It was amazing, much like any like Disney movie back in its golden days. But they added on this lighting to it that just made it look all the more fucking phenomenal. But that's just the animation aspect of it. This The, the premise of it is done well. The the characters, the the, loca the locale. So it starts off with your man, uh, your man who is the son of a... I think a famous postal unit who um who is like sort of like not proud of his son he's like he wants his son to do better uh despite him failing that many of the postal uh trainings and he decides mm. well son you know you failed and you know you want to stay like like you just want to mooch off me basically but i'm going to make you become worthy of my name i'm going to send you off to this place as a postman and like from the telling of his own like officers who heard this like you're sending him there you're sending him off over there I think it's some Scandinavian place. And if it's Scandinavian, you probably know who's going to be there. And uh, he goes there, and he's like getting travelled there. Uh, I think uh, the guy that takes him there is quite entertaining as well. He's just really like dry humour. And uh, he discovers the place is in like, a feudal war between these two clans. Sort of like, similar to the, the guys in Borderlands 2. That are like, constantly yeah. fighting each other. And uh, they don't know why they're fighting each other, they just fight each other. And this gadget here rings the bell, which causes like a big fight, and he, he declares that he's the new postman of this area. And like, new postman, he won't last more than a week. And during the first week, he gets no post or anything. And it just develops into this whole thing where he's like, he's only doing this to go back home to, to live, like, nice. The place yeah. is really cold, the place where he's got to live has holes in it, so he's constantly cold. It's like always snowing. He's basically not living in the usual like, luxury. And it just develops into this beautiful like character development, like trying to make the, the, the two like families of the town work together. Uh, he meets with this, this basically Klaus who is Santa Claus before Santa Claus becomes a thing. And like he works with him. He he doesn't get the credit for de delivering gifts, but Klaus does. Even though he's the one that makes them and stuff. We find out that, that uh, Klaus's wife has passed and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, man, it's just such a beautiful film. I'm, I'm, I'm never one for, like, Christmas films and that. So yeah. it's, it's really, really important yeah, to say that this film actually worked for me. Nice. And it'll be my new uh, yearly watch. Ooh. When it's Christmas time. Yes. Ooh. Yes, I really enjoy that film. And uh, I've recommended it to a certain sibling, and he better fucking watch it. Don't judge it by the cover. You've learned from your past mistakes. 
But I know a couple of people who've also watched it and really enjoyed it as well. It's just a phenomenal movie and it's probably going to spur a lot more 2D animated films to come back because, by God, I fucking missed it. I, I love 3D movies, right? I love exploring like more aspects of 3D that can do, like Spider-Verse. That had amazing visuals and experimented well, but I just want my, 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 my man's 2D to come back. I just want... Not not from gorillas, but my man's two D animation. I want to see some like anime still does it. They 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 don't venture into detail because they can't really afford it. And every time they've done it, it's horribly fucking failed, like berserk. But um, I think Studio Ghibli's even adventuring with a new three D animated movie that actually looks well made. So I'm worried for Japan now. But yeah, just want two D back. I feel like pure shit. I just want 2D. Like, I think the last Disney film that did 2D was 2009. Oh, my. That was Princess and the Frog, and that wasn't even well-received. And then it was Tangled and all that that came out after that and Frozen. Uh. I think the whole reason that 3D became a big thing is because uh, you would have heard of it. Treasure Planet was a, was a, a movie, a 2D movie. Really, really good. Same as Iron Giant, that was a really good film. But uh, they both bombed. They were noticing a lot of the 2D films were beginning to bomb, uh, but the 3D movies were getting up the box office stuff, mostly because it was a new medium, basically, that they were using. Yeah. But I think that if they were to bring back 2D and make it look as wonderful as possible, it would still bring in the box office numbers, mostly because a lot of people are just missing it. A lot of older people as well. I'm not older. I'm still fairly young. I am 21. I'm edging towards old. Uh, getting there. Getting there. But yeah, uh, I'll end my little tangent on that there. Eh. Uh, well, the only other thing I've got that I, I watched, and I only watched 20 minutes, which I said prior, it's uh, Good Boys. Uh, no. That, uh, I think it's directed by and written by Seth Rogen. Um. He, I don't think he appears at all in the film. At least, I don't know because I didn't watch far enough. Um, <laughs> but my god, I did not enjoy this at all. Um, I'm, I'm not one for like stopping a film um, and like not watching. I'll, I normally sit through them. Um, but that, nah, I, I, the humour, shite, just, ah, mate, can't. <laughs> I can't. Can't explain. Um, it, like it, it went for a certain type of humor, where it being like uh, these these kids uh, who don't know like a lot, so that they're, they're kind of stupid, but they're kind of um, just just young and, and unexperienced with a lot of stuff. But the, the, a lot of the jokes just didn't land for me at all. And it was just nah, 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 nah. Must have been me. Must have been similar to me when I was watching Bad Boys. None of those mm. jokes landed with me. Um, Probably I... enough because it's called Good Boys. <laughs> Good Boys, be bad boys. Yeah, funny if I go watch Good Boys and I like it, because you like oh. Bad Boys. My God. Um, that's it. That's my list. That is it. Um. Yeah, this is this is a new year. There'll be more stuff to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully, don't scrape the bottom of the barrel. Hence, why we've we've done this slightly new structure. 
Um, so instead of the, the, the usual four four topic structure, one main, then news, then favourite, and then the last topic, we're just going to go on tangents, just try talk about more stuff Well, letting examples tie us back and stuff. Talk more things. That, so uh, I... Uh, right, so wraps us up then for episode 21. Yes. Unless you have anything else to say, I'm done. Eh... Uh... Not really. <laughs> we watched Queen's Gambit. Oh, we watched Queen's Gambit, but we can talk about that next week. Ah, uh, yes. Sayonara, my dudes. Bye.